welcome to episode 93 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, welcome along to episode 93 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? It's good to be back in the studio. It's been a while. A couple of weeks off. Uh, uh, um, you gossip, where'd you go? I went to the top of the South Island up to Kaiteri Terry. Oh, did you say Kaiteri? And went up to Tauranga at the weekend. Mm. Got some stories to tell. Do you camp? No. We, we yes. Luxurious father in law's batch. Oh, really? Is it luxurious? No, it's nice. It's okay. Rough enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk is proudly brought to you by coffeesofhawaii.com for all your coffee needs, trybuys.com for all your triathletes. Hopefully, you got it in on that special way, and athlinks.com, athlinks.com for all your social networking needs for endurance athletes. You're away as well. I went up to Nelson myself. I actually spent a day in Criteria. Mm. Oh, I tell you what, a lot of young girls in Criteria. <laughs> Holiday. Wow, it's crazy, isn't it? Did you go down to the beach there? Yeah, no, we was down to the beach every day. I swam three times on Christmas Day. Really? Mm, it's great. Mm, nice, good times. Anyway, this week's show, we've got a bit of news, we've got a bit of content, which is good. So um, we've got our news, we've got age group of the week, we've got high five of the week, which is on. I actually know it. Running in the dark. Yep. Running in the dark. Sent in by a listener. Yeah, actually, that's our content was this week. We've got a website of the week. Coach's Corner, what are you doing, mate? Catching waves. Catching the, the waves. Were you catching waves. the waves at Criteria? Over at Breakers Bay, I was catching a few waves one day. It was nice. Yep, good times. And we haven't got an interview. What no. was, oh, what was that about? I don't know. I forgot to delete that part. <laughs> okay. And questions and answers at the end. So, first of all, we've got a little bit of gossip here. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but we've been doing a bit of Magnum PI, haven't we? we have. It's, it's a rumour, but it's, it's a rumor. fairly safe rumour. One of the Ironman Asian races is set to lose its licence. Now, the rumour is either... Ironman Korea or Malaysia but because we like Magnum PI we should actually grow most shouldn't we we should. we should grow most because we did a bit of work into it and if you go onto the Ironman Korea website doesn't have a date for this year plus if you go onto Ironman.com no mention of Ironman Korea if you go onto the events for the year Ironman Korea has disappeared mm. you know what we're in the wrong profession we are and so mm. it's obviously been, been because of Ironman China popping up mm. uh, but it's a real shame because last year we talked a lot about Ironman Korea and they That's had Chrissy uh, Wellington one yeah, yeah, and they had great prize money, and they had you know mm. that new initiative coming in with yeah. uh, Rick. You know, they had a good sponsor with Standard Chartered, and they were doing uh, regional prize money. It was a great way for the pros to make money, and, and it looked like they were onto a really good long term thing. So, a bit of a shame that that's going. I guess they're trying to filter out some of those races in the middle of the year, and obviously China did it get good numbers? I can't recall. It wasn't. It was okay numbers, yeah. um, but they did have problems there with weather. Yeah, you know, um, a couple of years they had to cancel. They had the Malaysia as well too, didn't they? Yeah, mm. so. Malaysia doesn't get great numbers, but it's good timing because it's an early year race. It's in February, so yep. it spreads the whole year out a bit more. So let's hope that they get good numbers. When's China going to be? It's going to be in March, I think it is. Oh, so it's, still a, it's a pretty early season race. Mm. But it's a shame that um, Korea's not there because that was a good opportunity for the pros to make some good money. So we'll just have to wait and see. It hasn't been officially announced, but it doesn't look like Ironman Korea is happening this year. Interesting. Uh, we did have one race on over the last couple of weeks, and it was the half Ironman in the port of Tauranga. 
New Zealand. Mm. And it was a pretty interesting race, wasn't it? It was a very strong field, actually, actually. someone I know was there. Yeah. Well, back it up. <laughs> back it up. Um, when you look at the field, granted it is all Kiwis pretty much racing, but very mm. strong. You know, you've got Kieran Doe there who was Ironman Canada champion, Cameron Brown we all know, Nathan Richmond's Olympian, Shane Reed's been a multiple World Cup winner, um, Steve Sheldrake's performed pretty well over the years and, and a host of other good guys. So... Um, I was actually up there and it was was very interesting racing. Uh, normally up in Tauranga they often have drafting issues. You know, sometimes you get a few guys getting away in the swim and they just pair up on the bike and they just smack the crap out of it. No, I do that. Uh, and this year when I saw them come out of the swim, there was Kieran Doe, um, uh, Nathan Richmond and Sheldrake who all had a good lead in the swim and I thought, right, oh, they're off, those three will be, yeah. be drafting Sheldrake smacks the bike as well, doesn't he? He does, yeah. yeah. But uh, and Cameron Brown was a minute and a half down after the swim, and I pretty much thought after that that's game over for him. Yeah. Um, when I actually headed out on the bike, uh, I was doing a team. I saw them coming back, and I was very surprised that all spread out. There was no drafting whatsoever. Big gaps. Were they close or no, not, oh, not even close? So oh, wow. Really good, even, fair race for the top guys. And Kieran Doe just blitzed everybody on the bike. Mm. He had an eight-minute lead on Cameron Brown coming off the bike. Uh, so he rode 208, which is you know, probably averaging about 43 uh, plus the swim. Oh, sorry. Yep. So he had eight minutes on Brownie off the bike. Cameron had a, had a good run, closed closed within about two minutes or so um, at, by the end, and he finished second and Nathan Richmond in third. So it was uh, great to see Kieran Doe pulling off a bloody good race. And, so how old is uh, Kieran now? He must he's be 26, I think. Oh, like so he, he, he has a name of the future, isn't he? He has a name of the future. You know, like he's one of he's one an Ironman now. He's his bike time's up there with the best now, really, isn't it? And he swims with the best. It sounds like he's doing quite a bit of training with Macca. Um, yeah, Macca's coaching him, and I think he may be spending a bit of time over there. So he's um, yeah, young guy, and he's certainly. And the run him. is coming on, isn't it? Like the run has. His... Oh, he's a fine runner. There's no mm. there's no question about his running. Like he ran, he didn't run a great run there, but, but he because he smacked yeah. the bike. Yeah. Uh, but he's shown now three times. You know, he did a great race in Rote. Uh, was that last year or the year before? Year before now, yeah, yep. great race in Canada, um, and he's put in some good halves. But he, he does high risk racing, you know. He puts it all on the line, and if he blows up on the run, you know, it's, it's game yep. over. Yep. But uh, he's now showing like that high risk racing. <laughs> yeah, it is. I like that. That's a good. That's a, you, should, um, you should patent that one, mate. But he's high risk racing. He's doing pretty well and uh, pretty impressive stuff. Well, it's good too for us Kiwis because Cameron's, you know, towards the end of his day, and yep. it's good to have another kind of young fresh blood coming through to keep exactly. us profile up there. And the, the guys' racing was pretty exciting, but the girls' racing was. Really exciting as well. We had uh, Rebecca Keat, uh, who looked like she was going to be the big. Some news on her is, is that she's actually been her drug been cleared. There was a cleared, big, yeah. big half-page article on her in the local paper up there. So if you don't know, Rebecca Keat was um, did fail a drug test for Nandrolone two years ago in no, Ironman Western it, Australia. It was like three years ago now because we're maybe three. Yeah, yeah. It was like oh five. And she failed the test there over the limit for Nandrolone. Uh, she spent two years clearing her name. Uh, so how'd she get off it? It was she had contaminated supplements, some some supplements oh, okay. she was taking, and she managed to prove that it was contaminated. So, yes, she still tested positive. Yep. Um, so in that case, okay. So you, in that case, what did they do? Did they give you a title? Uh, How does it work? Because you are still like, okay, sure, maybe it was a mistake, and she wasn't it wasn't the cause of it. it wasn't a deliberate thing she did. But at the same time, she was still racing under a performance-enhancing drug. Yeah. So do they take the title off you? And well, they did. I don't know whether they will re-give her the title. I, I know that I'm pretty positive. Because Karen got second, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. positive that they didn't. the second and third didn't get their extra prize money. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, but sucks. at the end of the day, um, she has got off and she mistakenly took something, but yeah. she still tested positive, um, and so she was positive. Yeah, so but, there was, was performance-enhancing ability she, to her, wasn't it? But she was cleared, and... 
it was a bit, bit of a dubious one. Actually, it was only just over the limit. And there's all these things going on about Nangelo, and it's not really that performance enhancing, and people wouldn't effectively yeah. take it. And uh, so, but she's managed to clear her name, and she's actually now doing some work with uh, the Australian Drug Agency. You know, in terms of athlete education. Oh, okay. and, uh, and, it's and interesting as well because sure she's kind of done two years crime, you know, like she's done the punishment anyway, hasn't she? Well, she's had a tough time. Like when she was on that two year break, she had a terrible bike crash. She got run over on her bike, and, oh, uh, wow. and she got really screwed over. But uh, She's been around for a long time. I know she raced in 96 when I was looking back at some of my old results. She was at World Champs. She's been around a long time. Uh, So she's an athlete to watch. She did punch her, so she pulled out. So I I thought it was just going to be a one-horse race. I saw her walking back with her bike. Oh, you thought she would dominate? I thought her and Joe Long would have a really good duel. Um, But as it turned out, Joe Long got taken down. And you can do the pronunciation of the name, Bevan, by Kate. Okay, I'm going to go Bevo Aqua. I think think it was Bevilacqua. I think something like that. But an Aussie girl I'd never heard of, she came through with a good run. Uh, she wasn't far behind after the bike, and she was just trailing Joe Lawn all the way, and she took her in about the last K, and it was uh, pretty exciting seconds. finish. I, I saw her running past me, holy crap, there's the first girl, and then I was still looking and thought, there's Joe Lawn. So wow. it, was, uh, it was, yeah, 10 seconds, and it very close, and then we had our local girl, Gina Ferguson, in third place. So, yeah, it was, it was probably good for Joe Lawn to get beaten, and it'll make sure she trains up hard for Ironman New Zealand. And that girl, uh, Kate, is also coming over for Ironman New Zealand, so oh, should be good stuff. Got some good racing coming up. Is Doughboy doing um, New Zealand? He's doing New Zealand, so that's going to be really interesting. He's clearly going to go off and try and smack the bike. Um, so Cameron's going to have to do some work there, but I don't think that Tauranga is not generally a good indicator in terms of the shape that Cameron's going to be in for Ironman New Zealand. He's had good races there, he's had bad races there, and he always seems to perform well at Ironman New, New Zealand. New Zealand, he's won it, what, five, <coughs> six times now, hasn't he? So. At least, yeah. yeah. So We're also going to put a link up there. They had a little bit of coverage on TV3 News. Oh, I couldn't open it. Oh, oh mate, that's what you, Max. Nah. Uh, hopefully it'll still be live, but um, just a little clip there, and uh, it's all good stuff. So we've got Challenge Wallenica coming up in a couple of weeks, and they gave us a bit of a PR report, didn't they, mm. yesterday, and just saying that their field is doubled in sizes they've got over 300 athletes this time should be good yeah which is, we're going to go down and watch it so for those of you who are actually going to be there we'll make sure we let you know where we are at some time and, and come and listen yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting some media passes so we can interview a few people oh really yeah oh good times <laughs> that makes me feel really important <laughs> we're going to get those little, little things yeah the tags and get out of our way yeah, move, excuse me front, media front media row, that's right oh, we'll probably be the only media yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good race this, um, yeah, this is a reasonable process it should be a really good battle actually between Chris McDonald and uh Old uh, the big man, he's going to be back. Oh, big man's back. Yeah, big man's back apparently. And the guy who won last year's year again, uh, Dragster. And, Dragster yeah. and Chris McDonald often has good tussles. That's pretty close. So, yeah. So it should be a good three-way battle there, I think. Mm, good times. Okay, and we've also got Iron Man oh, seventy point three South Africa coming up this weekend. Mm, Reynard Tissink should. Uh, I don't know if he'll comfortably take it, but he will be the the top seed there. We've also got Constantine Bashor from Germany, who's guy who's out here. Yeah. But it's good to see the seventy point three series sort of kicking into Paul Ambrose. Kicking into action. The old, uh, I got an email from someone saying, Fraser Cartmill, yeah. look out for him. Look out for him. Look out for him. Number 3C. So you heard it here first on Iron Man Talk. Mm. On the lady on the side, side of things. things, it's Desiree... Flicker? Not Flicker. Not Flicker. Uh, uh, I got it right for the first time in my life. <laughs> looks like she's gonna. She's the only sort of overseas pro. The rest are um, all South Africans, so... Good luck to all the Saffers doing 70.3. Big news happening in Ironman at the moment. Macca is going to tackle both Frankfurt and Rote in 2008. And we've got a bit of an inside tip. I'm not sure I can say who gave me the tip, so maybe we won't. But it's pretty clear that he'll probably really try to put it, put it all on the line of Frankfurt, I think. And Well, uh, apparently, he basically will only get paid his starting bonus, which is about, well, apparently around 50,000 euro if he finishes in Frankfurt. Whereas mm. in Rote... 
He'll get the same money either way. Mm. Mm. Well, I think you know the reason he's going to do Frank Frankfurt is so he can go up against um, Ferris and uh, Stadler. And or was uh, it money? Sorry. Or is it money? Well, and I think I think he he's clearly doing it one because he wants to race them, and two because if, if he does win two races within one week, uh, it will go down as pretty legendary performance, and nobody else will have ever I done that. The will be like a moat. It's hard to know at this time of the year. Oh, isn't it's it? always good, you know. Mm, you, you always mm. have the, the Lanos boys, and you'll probably have the, quite a few of the other Germans. You know, mm, um, mm. Van Leer sometimes seems to do it. So there'll be some good guys, but clearly he wants to race. Um, and Brown, Brownie generally does Frankfurt. So Jeez, Frankfurt. it'll be fascinating to see how he goes. Two in two weeks. I think he'll do pretty well. I think you know he won't have to go as quick as what he has done and wrote to, to win it. Uh, yeah, but it'll be interesting how hard you know because Frankfurt's going to be a tough race. Cause mm. it's such a strong field. Like what, what we're saying here, we've got Mecca, Ferris, Norman. Probably have Brownie. He normally does it. Yep, Brownie. Timo Brankt, He's always pretty good. Yeah. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. But he's clearly putting it on the line. He's got the monkey off his back with. Um, okay, so the then line. if he does this, is this going to damage his Kona? If he raced the max for two races, I think it probably would. But yeah. um, he's a smart man, but isn't he? Yeah, you know, must be because he's been on the show. So <laughs> you never knew. You got something here about someone trying to swim across Lake Taupo. If anybody wants to check our website, you go to forty point two dot org dot nz. What are they doing? Um, they're swimming the length of Lake Taupo, which is forty point two kilometres. Nice, pretty Good solid. Here. I think uh, I think Ali Dennis sent that in from okay. uh, Wellington. Good. So. So over Christmas time, we had our discussion over the week, and we, we kept it pretty simple. We wanted to know your best performances of 2007. And uh, have you actually chosen three? I haven't, so we'll go with your three. Oh, back <laughs> it up. I did my P's, you know, okay. and, and you didn't. I've, I've got one in there that I like the look of. So okay, well, I'll pull the page up for you so you can wing it this way. <clears throat> okay, so which one do you want to go with? Do you want me to go first? You, you go can first. Find one. Okay, first of all, um, Bender. Basically saying, Chrissy for riding into the lead and not looking back. Um, Cam Brown for putting himself in the medical tent to regain New Zealand Ironman title and run down the Aussie. That must have been pretty sweet. And <clears throat> how to say that one? Oh, some... Oh, it's a tough one. Fucha, something. Guy who double amputee who finished Ironman New Zealand in 1628. What mm. a legend. That's a pretty good effort. You got nice. one? Yep, scroll down. Scroll down. Oh, didn't help <clears throat> you there, did I? No. Where is it? Where is it? Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. That one there. That's why we do our P's, mate. That's why we that do one it. there. Okay. Uh, we got it? Uh, Which one? My second one. Nope, nope, not. Chrissy, my, uh, no, not Chrissy. My Ironman performance of the year was Jason Shortest in Ironman Western Australia, which <laughs> I went to watch. He was a pre-race favourite and as such was surrounded by all the usual hype with lots of talk of the $50,000 prize purse for breaking the world record. He swam reasonably well but was stopped on the fight for drafting, something he denies he did and it was the first time in more than 42 races he finished, so you probably believe him. Mm. But he still rode a 4.48 and ran a 2.54. When you saw him on the bike, he clearly mentally was having a bad day at the office. But when interviewed after crossing the line in 8.35, he said, you should never, never, never give up and always aim to finish. A lesser man with far left Ironman finishes would have got off on the, one of the three laps of the bike and gone home, but not shortest, my pro Ironman performance of the year, encompassing what it is really all about. Uh, and that was by Neil. Very good. Um, <clears throat> Try Rob said, hands down, best performance of the year happened at this year's Ironman World Champs with Chris Liado. Shocked? You should be. I'm shocked! <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> step back. Here's the thing. Uh, it happened in a period of approximately 60 seconds on the run. After leading the run for roughly 16 miles, the Liado was caught by Macca 
What the network failed to portray was the surge that Lieto brought in in order to see if Maka would break. It was quite obvious that Lieto was fading, but Maka, um, before Maka even caught him up, how he found it in his heart to grab on to him and he, as he passed him, uh, match him stride to stride is beyond me, but he had to try. I spoke yeah. with Lieto's little brother, Matt, who was there and said it was the most dramatic moment he's ever witnessed to date. Oh. That's my two cents worth. <gasps> Breathe, Rob. <gasps> So it's good go. to breathe sometimes, isn't it? It is. You know, it gives you a deeper feeling in Breathing's life. important. Go outside and look at the stars. And I slept under the stars. Oh, very nice. Yeah, for three nights. But damp. But because well, we had this weird. Oh, okay, I'll tell you that. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on with number three. I slept under the stars. Daniel, I'm not sure. I don't think this is Daniel from uh, Juventus. Another Daniel. Best performance would have to be Crowley's second place in the first his first Ironman World Champs. It's inspirational, which is I think is a really good point. Yep. Yep. Do you want to do another one? Or? Yep. You scroll down. I'll find another okay, one. You, uh, you got another one down there or not? No, I'm, I've done my three. Okay, let's do this one here. You're choosing the big ones, aren't you? Oh, no, we'll do this one. Okay. Ed Hawkins, performance, Chrissy Wellington, interview, Macro and the Alliance, Epic Camp at New Zealand. I don't know about that, Ed. It's a bit off. I need to do another one. That was crap. Uh, let's do that one. Okay. Ollie, Scott Nieri's win at Ironman UK, a top performance for an up-and-coming athlete with a bright future ahead. Nice. He you don't have to actually do the interviews because you don't have to talk about the interviews. Okay, but he liked the Simon Messing interview. Nice, very good. And he wants to hear Leander Cave in the future. We'll see if we can do that. We'll do that because that's our job to deliver for you. Okay, so you'll put your opinion. Um, my, I've got male performance of the year and female performance of the year. I don't, think, I don't think you really can go past Chrissy Wellington. I thought that was you know, far yeah. away the performance of the year. It was just mind-blowing, wasn't it? It was, and and, um, you know, it wasn't expected, uh, so I thought that was, was was pretty clearly the female performance. And my male performance of the year was uh, Kieran Doe's race at Ironman Canada, soloing off the front and hanging on. And when you look back at the times over the year, his time was very, very competitive with uh, all the other wins when, like, Peter Reid won and so on. So yeah. I thought that was a breakthrough. Yeah, obviously we're a bit biased, a bit biased because he's a Kiwi, but uh, I thought that was pretty great. a sign of things to come. And he's a young guy and... If he can keep it together, I think... And you can, can say you heard it here first exactly. on Ironman Talk. I think he could be a real threat in, uh, in Kona in years to come because he's he's you know, he's always there after We're the so swim. young. He's, he's you a know, great he's got so swimmer. much development left in him, hasn't he? So. And he can, he can get in that breakaway with the guys like... Uh, who was it? Chilborn, Cinderbar, and people like that. And uh, if he can ride, try to ride off the front, uh, I think he could do pretty well in Kona, top 10 sort of stuff. Mm, mm, great. There we go. Well, I've got honourable mentions. Um, I think the girl who won, Nicola Leder, who, uh, Leder, or, Leder? Yeah, who won uh, Germany yeah. with that sprint. Because I just thought of the big races of the year, you know, the ones we really talked a lot about. Cam Brown, obviously, in Ironman New Zealand, was just an amazing effort, you know, in spewing and... Look at you with your bloody list. I've done, I've done my piece, mate. <laughs> it's performance of the year. You have one. No, no. I'm doing honourable oh, mentions. Honourable mentions. Okay. And then Scott, how do you say his last name again? Nieri, I think. Yeah. And I can't remember. He was obviously really impressive when he won I'm in UK. Okay. Yeah. It was really impressive. He came out of nowhere, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and and I think, guys, I think you could, oh, Crowey as well for a second place in Kona was just phenomenal. I think you've got to give it to Mecca for me. I know it's an obvious choice, but... You know, the guys, as someone said in one of their um, write-ups, is that, you know, he's worked at it for years and years, and he's learnt the, he's learnt the lessons. Yeah. He's learnt about the gods on the island. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I, oh, no, I thought he had a great race. I thought he raced really smart. He, you know, when you talk to Crow, when we talked to Crow and how Mecca, you know, was really aggressive on the run because he knew that's the only way he could beat him. Uh, you know, he, he's made it ran a smart but really hard race, I think, you know. But I would have been very... Disappointed him if he hadn't won, you know, because. But that's he, even more the reason you should well, give it to him. Well, he's, he's the thing is he's proved he's the best athlete in the world yep. at, at other races. He's proved that he 
he learned how to race in Kona with his second place last year. But does um, that not still, do you still not give him credit because he, I know, he did I, it? I give him a lot of credit, <laughs> but I'm just saying I would have been disappointed, very disappointed for him if he hadn't won yep. because I think he was the best athlete there and um, okay. I, th- I think he, he should have won. You. I'll give that to you. But so, I still think it was probably but it was still it was an outstanding performance. And, uh, and Chrissy, you know. Yeah. The other thing is, Kona's got to kind of get a bit extra because the field's stronger. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, other than maybe Germany. Well, that's and... why Germany's going to be fantastic. If they're all there next year, mm. um, I think it's going to be Just I wonder what kind of appearance fees they're paying for the whole race. Because they're paying 50 grand UK, I mean, Euro for Mecca. I'm sure Cam's getting pretty good money. Well, uh, I'm sure they all are, but they've got big money because they get, they get um, really great coverage on the TVs. They get yeah. good sponsors. The race fills up, so they've got that million and a half dollars sitting in the bank for a mm, year and their interest mm. will probably cover the uh, appearance yeah. fees yeah very good so anyway you came up with a good one I like what you did this week with the discussion the discussion this week is are we happy about taxpayers money going towards funding pro athletes why or why not mm-hmm. oh this is really interesting because I've got some opinions on this one good but that's for next week's show so the question once again is do you want your hard earned taxpayer money going towards pro athletes now I haven't, we haven't actually got this here but we were talking a few weeks ago about the young guy who did the Ironman or Silverman uh, 14 yeah, year old uh, it was uh, the Chase Speaker man yeah did you read the email we got yesterday from about the Chinese athletes yeah vaguely yeah so I can't remember who sent it through but saying that they get these kids at like 5 and they train them like 3 or 4 hours a day and it's a bit yeah it's kind of like what's happening with sport oh yeah yeah you know it's Anyway, that's a long news and discussion. Okay. Good times. Back to the old back format. In, back in the old back in sharp form. So that's our news and discussion for this week. Age Grouper of the Week. So what did you get for Christmas, mate? I got a bean bag. You got a bean bag? Mm. Were you happy with that? I was stoked. I haven't actually got the beans yet. Oh, so you got a bag. I got a bag. <laughs> <laughs> beans are still coming. Wait a second, I'm giving you, I'm giving Billy a little bit of shit on this one. You don't give someone a bean bag without the beans. Well, she didn't have anywhere to hide the beans because it's oh, a big it's bean your bag. little game. Yeah. What about at a friend's game. house? Oh well, she, we were up at Kiteria, but she couldn't exactly uh, put them into put the, the car. car. Okay, I'll give her. What's credit. that bag there? Would well, you end up getting it? I ended up getting her a manicure. Oh, that's right. And she knew that, didn't she? No, she didn't figure that one oh, out. Oh, good times. You're happy with that, weren't you? Yeah, I put, I actually put it into a box. And I put a set of hand paddles in there and all this paddles. Yeah, so it's heavy. She she couldn't figure it out, could she? No. Oh, good times. I got a bag. A bag as well. Without the beans. Bags with a theme Mm. this year. Well, because I travel so much and I don't have a wheelie bag and you're always carrying bags. You knew you you were getting that, didn't you? Well, because I asked for it, yeah. Yeah. My daughter didn't buy me a present. Right. (laughs) It's a love in my relationship. I try my best and she didn't buy me a present. Anyway. Age group of the week. Age group of the week. So Jim sent this one through. How do you say that one? Jim Boldra. Boldra. And he's saying, I'd like to nominate an age grouper from Ironman Wisconsin. So this was a little, a little while ago. The athlete is Wendy Height. Say that? Yeah. Yep. yep from Appleton, Wisconsin. And did her first Ironman Wisconsin last week. So obviously we haven't been there for a while. She won the female 50 to 54 age group in a time of 11 hours, 55 to 53. And this is in the first race. Pool. Swam 115, biked 6 hours 03, and ran 4.27. This effort qualified her for her for Hawaii in her first attempt and just missed her from setting the female 50-54 to 54 course record by only two Ooh. seconds. Oh, that hurts. Wendy is a very dedicated athlete and I have been coaching her for the past few years. Also, Jim's obviously a coach, so for those of you near him, use him. Um, she was also looking forward to her first attempt at Kona 2008. Oh, so you go through to 2008 when you do yes. Wisconsin. It's a good plan. That, that, is, that is good, isn't very it? Very good plan. Yeah. Um, 
Very good. And he's just saying, recently started listening to Iron Man talk. That's a pretty good effort in your first race. First race. Sub yeah. 12 at a 50-54. Wow, and good good bike ride there, six-hour ride. And yeah. qualifying your first one, like so many people spend so many years trying to qualify. And, and the women's 50-54 to 54 age group is... Um, pretty competitive so, well it's it's competitive but there's probably not that many slots you know yeah oh no there wouldn't be no so no you pretty much got to win it most you, races you don't don't you? have to be very very high up so that's an outstanding performance by um wendy, wendy. also also you know awesome experience in your first race to kind of have all that kind of success eh? oh yeah, yeah. And, and like you said the, the the great thing about wisconsin and um <clears throat> some of those late season races like florida it means you, you qualify for the following year so you've got a whole <clears throat> well, is that a burden? Season to build up. You know what I mean? Like it means you get another oh. year of Ironman. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I think it would be fantastic. I mean, you would. I mean, you could uh, you could enjoy some other races early in the season. You could do some halves. You could do some Olympics, and then you just build up for one Ironman late season. I think it'd be perfect. The other thing as well is for people who train for Wisconsin, obviously in that time of weather slot of mm. the year, which is close to Kona, so it means you know, like for us, Kona is a mission because it's winter. Yeah. Whereas for those Wisconsin's, obviously, if you've got to be training for that, you're probably going to be in your summertime so mm. it's a nice little build up for Kona as well similar kind of time spend so it's Wendy Wendy you are uh, age group of the week. week one two three four high five I bet you missed that oh, I did oh, yeah. I actually um, I had my first introduction of the high five kids programs oh you're going to be seeing a lot of that in the next few years oh mate did you like it it's pretty full on it's, it's I, good I, I, I like high fives I prefer the wiggles Really? Yeah. yeah. Wiggles. Yeah. Wiggles. Yeah. Um, high five are cool. But anyway, let's, sorry. let's make this font a bit bigger, shall we, so I can actually okay. read it. <laughs> the old blind eyes aren't helping. How's that big enough for it's you? Okay. <laughs> I should, I should, have should have got my eyes lasered for Christmas. My daughter used to do high five concerts for me. Right. Yeah. And nice. I used to sit in there and she'd do high five concerts. And I bought her the high five for, actually, honestly, if you've got a like, young daughter, mm. this is one of the best books you can get for the high five hairstyle book. And it teaches nice. girls how to do all these. Honestly, and you, as a dad, you can actually do it yourself. Well, I'm not getting well, I know, Thomas, Thomas I know, but yeah, you just never know nowadays, mate. <laughs> you've got to let them be what they're going to be. <laughs> anyway, high five for this week with Sin for Now, he's saying call me Tell because you can't name Hewitt. Hera, who else? <laughs> I don't know. Is it Highwell? Or I think it, it must Howell be Highwell. Howell. Or? Uh, no. So he's saying Tao. Tao is, uh, and it's a good one. He's saying, uh, don't use lights for. Okay, so basically, how to go out running in the dark at night and still be safe and make it an enjoyable and rewarding experience. And you can start off, John. Okay. Get lit up. Hivers vests are very cheap. Put reflective strips on the parts of your body that move the most, such as your ankles and arms. Nice. Number two, use a good head torch. This means that you can see where you're going, and more importantly, people can see you. The, how do you say that? Perez Mobelt XP is a great piece of kit for any night runner. Do you run in the night or not? I never run at night. I, 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 honestly, probably once a year. Yeah. yeah. I, I run in the, sometimes in the mornings in the dark, but I'll just generally run I think for, for Germany, I ran once in the dark. Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, a lot of places... If you lived in a smaller town, um, well, if you work as well, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> we don't work. Let's be realistic about this. So um, we're doing this for your your benefit, not ours. Uh, number three, wear a cycling jacket on cold nights. This means that you can put uh, battery packs, MP3, food, phone, etc., in your back pocket safely. It also allows you to use a clip-on rear light. Hats, gloves, and extra layers can also be easily carried if you need to take them off. Mm, very good. Uh, number four, use the run to give you a good variation of speed and effort depending on vision. When you can see the road clearly, up the pace, especially in well-lit areas. When you are needing to concentrate on the path ahead, slow down and recover. Nice. I like that is, that. That's a wise answer, isn't it? It is. It is thought-provoking. Thought-provoking. Just yeah. a little bit of like, fart-leak type work, so yeah. you sort of go easy, hard, easy, hard, easy, hard. Like nice. that. It's good. Good. Uh, 
number five, run on the side of oncoming traffic. They can see you easier, you can see them coming, and you stay out of the direction of the full beams. Signal uh, to oncoming cars that you're there so that they can see you and dip their headlights. Very good. Number six, he's done his, he's gone for seven, he must, hasn't he? He must be going on the big open roads if you've got to go places where they've got to dip their headlights for here. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Good times. Uh, number six, uh, run on the road where possible and safe to do so as pavements and paths can be uneven and you do not want to detect the holes and bumps until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Mm. Number seven, number the seven. most important, run with Iron Man talk. It takes your mind off the noises of the night and the smells of the pub as you run past. When I used to run a lot, I used to always run past KFC. Oh. And just at the end of the run, you do like a three-hour run and just as you're finishing, you run past KFC. Yeah. I don't, I don't, do, I don't do fast food, but honestly, yeah. I was always very tempted. Well, that's the problem we've got at the moment. It's obviously not dark at the moment for us. When no, we're running it's at, like 9.30 at night, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, last night we were running at about, uh, I'd take a run squad on Monday night, so we're running past all these barbecues at like 6.30, oh, 7 o'clock. No. It's killing me. Have you got any tips? Anything to add to that? He's done a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah, it's done a pretty good job. Um, we, uh, I don't tend to run yeah, at night too much. I mean, and, and Christchurch is very well lit, so I probably don't have any off the uh, the top of my head. One there. time I ran at Rapeki. One time? And back back it. Well, I, I went from the gym. I had to run for like an hour and a half, and it was getting to that dark stage. I ran to Rapeki, ran up Rapeki. Once I got to the top of Rapeki, it was pitch black. Now, Rapeki's mm-hmm. a, a running an off-road track in Christchurch. John and I live very close to it. And uh, it's a pretty, pretty good run, and mm-hmm. it's all kind of rutted. And uh, it's not too bad. It's not majorly rutted, but it's not perfect. And uh, coming back down it, I couldn't see anything. <laughs> I was doing the smallest shuffle in the world. But yeah, that one of the one of his points there. If you get a good head torch, there's some seriously kick-ass head yeah, torches you can yeah, get. Yeah, like car lights. Yeah, if you put yeah. one of those on, you'll be able to see. You know, light the whole area. I, I think the the main thing you've really got to be aware of is it's your job to make sure the car sees you. Mm. You know, don't expect drivers to see you automatically. You need to make sure that they see you. And so through eye contact or through making sure that the lights are in them, or always making sure you're out of their way because you don't want to get hit mm. by a car. It was interesting when we had um, Gina Ferguson around here a couple of weeks ago. Yep. She wears the, the full-on yeah, yeah, bright full stuff on, yeah. all the time, reflectors, middle of the day. So I have this thing about being cool. So yeah. <laughs> Struggle with that. Maybe with our next Iron Man talk jerseys, they should be bright orange or bright yellow. Yeah, I've been vetoing that one. Yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway, that's uh, high five. No, it's not. It is high five. Yep, from Tau. High seven. From Tau. From Tau. Yeah, very good. This week. Website of the week. I bet you guys have been missing that too. They oh, must have been. They're just you sitting know? there waiting. Oh, last sure. three weeks. New Year's, you're at 12 o'clock, you're thinking, Website of the week. Anyway, this week we've been sent through by somebody. It's been sent by, by Richard Bolsher. And he's going, I found this hilarious website with triathlon apparel for tons of plenty of cool accessories. And you were the first person I thought of when I saw it. See, people just think of us all the time. Thinkers. I know you're going to laugh at one or three. Uh, here's the super fun stuff here, so check it out. Subscribe to the newsletter and you get a couple freebies. Well, that's kind of good. Mm-hmm. Uh, have access to $10 t-shirts and get other discounts on new designed product and releases. So they've kind of taken, this is as Jimskins... Jimskins.com. And uh, what they have is they've basically designed lots of triathlon t-shirts and... Uh, they're pretty funny, aren't they? There's some pretty good things on there. There's especially some funny ones for kids and stuff. They do, um, like, my daddy trains harder than your daddy or my daddy's faster than your daddy, so I'm nice. going to get one of those. Nice. Uh, I'm going to wear that. Are you, are you going to pull I, that into the smack talk? When I come around here. <laughs> oh, smart ass. <laughs> but they've got some really good ones. Just They're, they're basically um, 
plain t-shirts and, and they send them for example there's them. some kind of suggestive ones like they've got three some anyone and then it's got a picture of a swim bike and a runner yeah and then they've got like I don't do it didn't do it just for the tattoo uh, what else we got here Jumbo I don't date I train nice that's what I like I see crazy people and then it's got swim bike run and my, in my alphabet there is no D N or E oh that is sensational mm. wait a second here we go. Not tonight, honey. I've got a race in the morning. That's yeah. you, isn't it? See, I'm like, bring it on tonight, honey. I've got a race in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> Although I'm single, so it doesn't happen. Some, some good sort of uh, <laughs> just shut. Well, it's missing the U. That F dash. Uh, it's good. I train to meet chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I run commando. Yeah. Get out of this image. Keep, keep it going. Keep it going. Uh, you don't have to win, you just have to try. T R I. like that one. That, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, I ride my bike more than my oh, girlfriend, and she still loves me. <laughs> that's a good one. This is a good, this is a good one. If your relation, relationship still works, you could be training harder. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, that is good anymore. I, I, I did request that one. Some say heavy set, I say Clydesdale. <laughs> Some bloody fun ones, and they make very good gifts for triathletes. I think. Team Clydesdale, team size does matter. <laughs> oh, good times! So they got like female male options, and uh, obviously reasonably priced. And uh, they sent some through. That's they sent good. some through, and they've also, like I said, got kids ones. I've got girls ones. I've got some. Uh, also got some some training apparel, sort of non branded training apparel in there. So. Uh, Get on there, it's cool stuff, and like we said, if you join up to their newsletter, uh, then you get a discount. And, uh, and we love free stuff. So that's trysgymskins.com. Oh no, no, with so, a Z on the end. And we'll put that on Ironman Talk this week, and you can have a listen and go and have a look at our website. And the guy who does it is an Ironman athlete as well. So oh, it's, uh, it's, it's got to be good. Got to be good. Got to love that. Right, here we go. Coach's Corner. Coach's so Corner. This one was inspired when I was up at Kaiteri and was having a bit of a play around the waves. Kaiteri, there's no waves in Kaiteri. At, at Breakers Bay, if you get a good um, swell, you do get some good little I was up at Kaiteri and I've never water skied before. Have you water skied before? Yes, yes regular. I couldn't stand up. Oh, mate. <laughs> no, I don't remember what happened was. I stood up when I was about eight. It's <laughs> my, my first time ever. I've never done it before. And... Uh, I was with people I didn't know yeah. and, and like after four times I was really embarrassed Pressure. and at the beach there's like chicks everywhere and he was looking at me and, and I was feeling really the guy kept coming around I think he was getting a bit annoyed so oh, I, I yeah. pulled the plug so yeah, yeah. I, tried, I tried five times you've got to keep your arms locked no because straight. what he did I'm blaming the driver because I, be, I start to get up and then you have a bit of a, a gap that's when you've got to keep your arms straight uh, well, I didn't know he told me that <laughs> got to lock so we, my mate's got a boat so we're going out in a couple of weeks and I must do it. That's brilliant. You've got to get on one ski and then you. Oh, you're like hardcore one skier. Oh, that's great. I can't start on one ski, but I haven't skied for years. But uh, oh, it's brilliant when you get on one two skis. Once you're up on two skis, piece of cake. You're just cruising along and it's, it's easy. Um, <gasps> Yawn. But when you get on one ski, then you zip zap across the wake. It's wicked. Really? Oh yeah. You're a gun. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Oh, you're more of a gun than I am. I can't even stand up. I can't, I can't get it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Coach is going Catching waves. Uh, Obviously, when we're doing Ironmans, there's generally not going to be races where you're going to need to catch waves. But that said, uh, in other triathlons or short course or perhaps half Ironmans, hey, you're a triathlete. Case you need to have the skills. You're a triathlete. And 
I love catching waves. Oh, I was, I was uh, at the beach the other day catching waves and we're having competitions. I was dominating brilliant. the dojo. It's brilliant. And uh, it's nice to have, you know, maybe about a one and a half, two metre wave. Yeah. You just come cruising down the front of it and uh, it's great feeling. So nice, good times. A lot of people struggle and they sort of maybe just catch it and then fall straight off the back. So there is some certain techniques you can do in order to try to keep that wave for as long as you can. And the further you can catch it, the bigger the time advantage. Yeah, it, it is a big advantage, isn't it? You watch those surf massive. try guys, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. massive. You can get a good wave. Yep. Yeah. I remember back at a national championships race. Here we go. Ages. Tell back, me about back, it, John. Back in the days. Back in 33. Back in 33. Caught it in. Came in pulled me right up into the top 10 out of oh, the water. And great. you can. You can gain probably a good 30 seconds if, uh, if yep. the person, people in front wave. of you miss the wave. And you catch, catch it all the way in. It's fantastic. And often you're behind those people. So, you know, you get the first chance hmm. of getting it, don't you? It swings and roundabouts. If you miss it, you kind of screw and you lose yeah. quite a bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, it's an important skill to practice and it's an important skill to have for, for race situations. Mm. Um, got some good tips here. Let's yeah. do it. So number one, when you're sort of coming uh, into the wave zone, you need to start looking under your breathing arm and uh, and see where the waves are coming. If you're not there already where the waves ca- where you can catch the waves where they're starting to break, you'll still need to follow these tips because you still can get a good lift and just sort of get little surges until you get into the zone. Where so you is, can is it worth it. slowing down a little bit? Because obviously I, I, I haven't done a lot of this kind of swim myself and you're going to catch waves at the beach, kind of stand and you go, but... You're, you're going to lose a bit of time because you're looking at it, aren't you? But it's worth that, oh, isn't it. It's just sort of looking under your arms. So, but once you are into the drop zone, if it's really good waves and everybody's catching them, uh, yes, you, it's almost worth just about stopping and just waiting really? for them. If, you, if you're really confident you can catch the wave all the way in, um, then it was is, it is worth slowing down. Um, but when you're out the back and you're still coming in, you still can get a good lift, so you need to follow these tips. So, yep. that's number one is look under your arm when you're coming in, uh, into the wave zone so you can obviously see when they're coming. Okay. Um, as the wave's sort of coming up on you, if it's going to be one you're going to catch, you've really got to start to um, lift your pace and you'll know when the wave's nearly on you because obviously the water will start to rise and you'll start to feel a little bit of an acceleration. Yeah. So that's when you've really got to start putting in the, the big effort. Uh, you've got to keep swimming really hard and just as the wave is starting to spill, that's when you're about to, to catch it, uh, you need to take a really big breath yeah. until you start to feel yourself falling down the front of the wave. And that's a great feeling when you're going down uh. the front. So just as you catch it, take that big breath, and then you're going to start sliding down the front of the wave. Um, <clears throat> as you're doing that, the key, the key things you need to do are is you've got to keep your body really straight and be basically like a surfboard. So big, tall, and stiff, Bevan. Big, tall, and stiff body, that is <laughs> body. what we're talking about here. And, uh, and just go straight down that wave. Try to stay in a really streamlined position. And this is something I see a lot of people struggling with uh, in the pool is they never actually get into a streamlined position. So pushing off the wall, you do want to have... I'm going to start doing demonstration. I know Gosh, people can't okay. see that. I'm, I'll do the visualization. He's got his arms up and like a, an A, like YMCA. He's got the A hands together facing outward. Pushing your head down. Head's coming down. It's yeah. exciting times. Your biceps are kind of going in behind your head and you've really got to try to get that full extension really good and tight and then uh, you'll, you'll come down the wave a lot better and you'll hold your form and you won't have... Uh, won't be okay, but what in. about the one arm? Uh, that that comes into action shortly. Oh, so you just do that yep. first. So as you go into yep. it, yeah. So this is basically you accelerate when that wave sort of starts to spill and you start to come down the front. You stop um, stop stroking and you st- uh, st- stop stroking the big tall stiff thing. <laughs> <laughs> stop kicking it and you come, you come crashing down the front of the wave and uh, and obviously at that stage the wave's got your momentum going hold that good stiff position as long as you can uh, <laughs> while you're stroking it <laughs> yeah and, 
it's, it's often a problem. <laughs> As I said, you need to take a big breath before you do this. Um, then there's going to come a time where you're going to start struggling for air. Yep. When, you, when you do that while you're still on the wave, that is the time where you take one stroke and you breathe to the side. What you want to avoid doing is breathing to the front. As soon as you start lifting your head up at the front, your hips are going to drop down. So you don't do the old... Yes, yeah, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so when you, you keep one arm out the front. Yeah, and you're holding the wave there, aren't you? And kind you're, of pushing you're, on the wave. Sort of pushing down in the water, and it's sort of acting like a little bit of a kickboard. Yeah. And then you take a stroke, and you breathe this side, and then you basically get back into that streamlined position because that's the most effective way to stay oh. on the wave. Uh, and you just want to hold it really tight as long as you can. Uh, and if you need to have another breath, obviously take another stroke again from the side, not from the front. Um, the other important things are keeping your face down in the water. Yeah. Um, so aware of sand, how close to the bottom of the, you know. Oh, no, you won't be close to the bottom. Oh, just, you, I got smacked the other day at Taylor's. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. We're, having, we're having competitions, and me and this girl called Erin, we're having competitions, and we went and we were both smacking, we both caught it, and we smashed each other in the sand. Dear me. Good times. It's dangerous. <laughs> Good times. But try to keep that head down. Uh, as, as I said, that'll keep your hips up uh, and breathe to the side. As you're starting to slow down a little bit and if you feel like the wave is, is going to start coming over the top of you a bit, um, the way to try to stay on it for as long as possible, that's when you start bringing in the one arm again. So yep. don't start swimming with both arms. Keep one arm out the front, probably your weaker yeah, of your arms. Yeah, once you swim with arms, you yep. lose it. Eh? And, then, uh, and then start stroking with that one arm really uh, quite hard. Start kicking quite hard and try to hold the wave for as long as you possibly can. Uh, and then obviously at some stage you'll either get to the shore or you'll drop off the back of the wave and then you either wait for the next one, carry on swimming, or then start getting into your duck diving and, and wading out of the water. So, yeah, the key, key points are where I see a lot of people making mistakes. Uh, they don't go stiff enough. They um, they've, Their body will flop up, flop into a ball and and, uh, and just come crashing down the wave, and they fall straight off the back straight away. Yep. The other one is not taking a big breath, and then when you go to breathe, you're lifting your head at the front, then your hips drop, and again, the risk um, falling off the back. And then, uh, as Bevan was saying, the one arm is really important. When you start to slow down, the wave starts to get on top of you a bit more. Then you need to bring that one arm in, and uh, and that needs to become more aggressive as the wave is starting to sort of slow and lose its power a little bit. Yeah. But it's uh, it's great fun. What a feeling! Uh, I love catching waves. And it's like you've got to practice. It's it's like all the things we all the tips we sort of give out. It's all good and well to sort of having them in your head. And what a way! What a thing to practice. practice. Go to the beach and catch waves all day. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, honestly, this one of my goals for this summer is to spend as many days at the beach as possible. I've been look at me on black ass, and uh, <laughs> and I've I've just been catching waves all summer, and it's just ah, oh, what a buzz! It's such a good feeling. Yeah, so uh, the power of a day. Oh yeah. So those are your tips, and and that's something you need to also probably remember is if you are going to a race where there is potential for there to be waves, go out the day before. For check out what the the sea conditions go out there and catch a few waves it's not going to take any energy out of you no. and uh oh, keeping up are we oh, it's early mate <laughs> we started like six in the morning <laughs> um go out there and practice and, and get a sort of feel for for what's going on and the, i guess the one other final thing is sometimes uh when you're swimming in wavy conditions it is beneficial to swim a slightly longer route to catch the waves and so it might mean you have to run along the shore a little bit we have a race in christchurch around what do you mean summer. i'm not quite sure what you mean so if, if, if the waves aren't where you're going well say you you've, you've got to be swimming in on an angle and say you've got to swim to a point on the left hand side but yeah. the waves are going straight ahead you're better off catching that wave all the way in and then getting out and running along the oh beach. okay much quicker than actually swimming okay. on an angle yep nice Hopefully that was all uh, clear and concise. Oh no, I'm going to the beach today to catch some waves. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? We got questions and answers. We got a couple of questions here. I love the podcast. This is from Tim 
Drury, Tim Drury, yep, Tim Drury. Uh, I love the podcast. They keep me going whilst training for the Dubai Marathon. A bit of a run phase thing going on. Anyway, I'll come to the point. Uh, I know you're a busy pod type dude. Love your work. This was a more a comment than a question, but I thought it was uh, okay. it was really good. Drafting at Hawaii, which is the right pain in the tits for the good cyclist. In one episode, the, time, the Simon Lessing one, he suggested that marshals for every four guys, etc., etc. Seems like WCC should use the technology. Each of the pros should have some type of GPS transmitter attached to their bikes. And hey, presto, uh, the judges can sit back and relax, watch a computer screen, and if the guys come within 10 metres of each other, bingo, you're out of there. Well, hey, I think technology there is there to do. If you suggest it to WTC and they adopt it, that would be cool. We can suggest it to WTC. I don't think that's <laughs> What do you reckon? What do you think? What do you think about this? Because I was watching cricket the other day. New Zealand were playing. No, Australia were playing India. And they go, have you, were you watching it? I wasn't, but I've heard a lot about that test. <laughs> oh, who won? Uh, Australia. Did they win, did they? Yeah, but a controversy. Why? Uh, one of the guys called uh, Andrew Simons a monkey and he's now been suspended for three games. Oh, really? Wow. So they won it. Jeez, Aussie's brilliant at cricket. But anyway, they have this thing where it's like a, a, a infrared camera. Hawkeye. No, no, it's Nick or Nick or something. And so what they do is it sees the heat. So it's like black and white, but as it hits the bat, you see the heat. And and they're not using the technology for the umpires, but it's just really obvious now. You, you know, you mm. can't fake it. It's, it's not even the sound. You just see when it's hit the bat. So it's... And it's like, do they use that? Uh, why aren't they using that technology? Well, it's it's like they said, the, there will definitely be technology there, and it would be um, very interesting if they did it because uh, there's a lot of time where people would be drafting when they probably think they're not, when they're doing their passing manoeuvres and things like that, or whether mm. they drop back quick enough. So it would be very uh, interesting. It's an interesting question as well because it's like, is, is cheating a part of sport? Well, you, you push the, yeah, the yeah. limits of the rules as hard as you can. And yeah. so like Mac has said the year before last, um, they all said I was drafting. I was riding at seven metres. Yeah. Um, I was still getting a drafting advantage from that, yeah. and I was sitting in there. Yeah. Um, but that's part of the rules, and you play by it. So, And you live on the edge, don't you? It would be very difficult uh, because I think there's... It would the change drafting, the sport, wouldn't it? It would. There's got to be... I think because of the nature of the roads and there's so many people out there, I think there has to be just a little bit of leniency, you know, just in terms of... Yeah, uh, but the top pros, yeah. they're out by themselves. Yeah, well, they're not. There's generally coming out of the swim. There's you know probably 30 yeah, or 40 of them coming out through. together. Um, mm. It's very difficult. And, and speaking from experience from the weekend where I was racing in Tauranga and I was passing a lot of people on the bike... You were dominating, weren't you? <laughs> I wasn't really <laughs> at all. <laughs> but I was passing a lot of people because we were starting from so long back. It was very difficult not to draft some of the yeah. time and there were a lot of people out there that were, were trying not to draft and it's just the nature of the beast when there's a thousand people on the road um, and you're all in a close vicinity well there's a staff means you can let them road it was, it was, at times it was just impossible it was great what they had up <coughs> in Tauranga though they had um they had uh, penalty boxes spread around the course. They had four yeah. penalty boxes. So if you got done for drafting, you, to you had to pull to the next penalty box riding up there. And you're biking along, and you're seeing like 15 people sitting oh, really? in penalty boxes. It's uh, just hilarious. It's like the ball of shame or something, uh, isn't it? Well, and then they put one, they had one penalty box right by where the, all the crowd was at the turnaround point. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so if you got done that one, you look like a right dick. <laughs> Good times. But I, I think it would be fascinating to see this trialled somewhere and to see what sort of effect it has. But I think it would be very, very interesting. And the, I think the technology's there, so... Um, no, that's probably too expensive at this stage to give everyone a GPS device. It would be. Yeah. But, uh, but long term it won't be. For, but for a potential sponsor who's trying to yeah, get Drew, their yeah, product yeah, out there, yeah. you know. If well, this could be like those the, the timing chips, you know, if you've got a company who bought a set and hired out at races, I'm sure they could do yeah. right from it. Mm. Interesting. Good point. And uh, we like to 
Thought provoking, you could thought, almost thought say. Thought provoking. Yeah. Mm. Um, Rob, what's his last name? He's just got Rob. Okay. Love the podcast. Best around. Well, we love you, Rob. Being with you from the start, we love you even more. Back in one of your early episodes, you talked about an anti-cramping drug required for a prescription, I think. Uh, can you refresh me on what the drug is? I'm looking for, I remember what it is now. What? Quinine sulfate. Well done. Quinine sulfate. You've done your peas. I've done my peas. I, I have. Who hasn't done your peas? <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Um, so... I used it and wrote. I used quinine sulfate and I used, what was the other one I used? I used noon. Noon, yeah, noon, and I had some sea salts. Those, those <laughs> salts have, yeah. Yep. And I found that was the best formula I've, I've ever had. I had no cramping problems and wrote, and I am a cramper. So, uh, quinine sulfate, you do have to get it prescribed, um, and you do need to know what you're doing with it. There are some adverse effects if you don't do it correctly. Um, but, yeah, definitely, it's probably one of the best things you can use for anti cramping. Yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of emails I've chucked in here. Look at this. Olga. Now this is whose name I am got married to. Oh, yeah, right. my, my, my Olga. She sent through an email saying, "I just thought I would send you through this photo. It was taken in the morning of my wedding. I like the full length zip anyway, but but it was super great for being able to take off after having my hair and makeup done." Hope you, didn't, hope you didn't get any hair product on there. No, well, well, a full zip. I see. I yeah, see. she loved you because nice. because you love the full zip. I do love the full zip. Yeah. I've got to lend, I've got to lend out one of my full zip tops for Wanaka because. Uh, because they're in demand and not many people make them. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It is. Well, uh, that, yeah. No, that's incredible. That's incredible. Well, Olga, look at that. Wedding day. Looking good, Olga. I was slammed it all right, didn't he? He did well. Yeah, he did pretty good. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, i got a present for you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you. From Chance Barber. Oh, thank you, Chance. Open it up, open it up now. You'll be excited. You'll be excited. Chance hit oh, through a present. You wrapped it up well. He wrapped it up. He's got stars on the, on the paper. Got two John from Chance. Because he's going to be excited. Uh, Kona porn. Kona porn. Uh, righto, next week we're doing the Kona... Porn report. Porn report. <laughs> Thank you, Chance. Nice. Chance, both myself. Look, I've got my own copy too. Oh, very Kona good. porn, 2007. Blunder's, and your copy. Blunder's going to be excited tonight. What are we doing tonight, John? We're watching Kona. <laughs> but then you won't have to pull the sheets out in bed. <laughs> so, you won't have to go into Ethlinks on the laptop. Oh, so, Kona okay. porn. So, thank you very much, Chance Bubba, for sending that through. Um... The boys are going to be having a good week this week. That's right. You're going to only watch it once again. Okay? Oh, I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. <laughs> so, I know, I know, I know. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Beautiful. So anyway, sponsors time. We're going to have to... Yeah, Trybuys.com. Trybuys.com. You want to go there first? Sale. I went on there uh, yesterday. The sale appears to still be on. Oh, really? Yeah. What, that is in the international shipping? No, the sale. Oh, the sale. The sale's still on. You missed out on the international shipping if you haven't already got there, but I know a number of people that did take advantage of that, and they've done very well out of it. Oh, uh, far out, especially if you bought a bike. Yeah. Because it's so much cheaper. Old uh, Muzzer Hammer 40 kilometres an hour um, training rides. Drop seven in the training ride. <laughs> Broke, <Ramp> my, worth. <laughs> Broke uh, my heart. Um, got a heart rate monitor off there. Did he? Uh, yep, but free shipping. And he said he got it. This was just before Christmas. He ordered it. Yep. And it was like here within a week. Really? And I shipped all the way to New Zealand. Oh, good times. So that was quality. I'm going to uh, go on there stuff. myself and buy something. You know why? Oh, it's this great deals. On the 2008 sale. So if you go to the homepage, there's still um, a sale on there. It's not the winter sale. They're now calling it the 2008 sale. But there's still all those wicked specials on wetsuits. Uh, there's great stuff on in the cycling section as well under the, under the bike button. Uh, you've got you know all your gear, your tires, you can get cassettes and all that sort of stuff. So uh, good stuff, big discounts. Do you know what I'm going to buy? What? The woman's Lycra Tankini? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon it looked pretty hot in there. Mm. My boobs are lacking, but I'll probably pull it off. No. Have you got some... a bit of man breast going on there, have you? <laughs> 
I don't actually have. I don't. When I, was, I did bodybuilding years ago, and I had no, I got no pec muscle. It really breaks my heart because oh, I don't look. This is just not there. Right, I was looking at my breast. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I need to buy some new pants for Epic Camp coming up. Oh, okay, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'll be jumping on try buys. I actually need to get a couple of new pairs as well. Yeah, whenever you come on Epic Camp, you yeah. need to have a new pair of bike pants. That's where you got to reward yourself. Although one thing I did learn from last year's Epic Camp for anyone doing Epic Camp or thinking of doing something like Epic Camp, they're so good at doing your washing, you end up wearing the same clothes pretty much every day, don't they? <laughs> so, yeah, I wore the same outfit pretty much the whole camp. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's clean every day, but you just kind of wake up and you put your best pants on and where you go got your strategy for yellow yet i'm not i'm not racing for yellow this year mate <laughs> i'm surviving this camp right. last year i was i was ultra fit this year i'm, I'm half the man i was last year okay so Are you going for yellow uh no i've got a few strategies but i think i'll be given my current bike performance i think i'll be struggling for, for yellow so trybuys.com trybuys.com great place to shop for good deals stuff. we've got our athlinks.com Got some updates. I've got I got one of my results up there from 1996. Oh, let's have a look at this. Oh, wait a second. You keep going. Athlinks.com. Yeah. There's going to be some exciting news actually next week. I was meant to catch up with them this week, but there's some exciting new tools coming out for Athlinks.com. Oh, oh I don't know about this. Oh, I want to know. Oh, no. We'll talk about it next week. So oh, I've got to get, really? I've got to get the full update. Um, She's looking for a sperm donor. Jennifer Anderson. Yeah, I'm in. Get in there. I'm an athlete. <laughs> Jennifer Anderson is looking for a sperm donor. And uh, I reckon if you could... Oh, don't worry. Let's get in. Sperm at jenniferanderson.com. Okay. Anyway, back, back to athlinks. Athlinks.com. You've got to get in there. You've got to submit all your races. That's what I've been doing. I've... Uh, You've got to claim your races. We talked about this, your shameful races as well as your good races. Yeah, so don't, don't, don't just go cherry-picking them. <laughs> hey, so wait a second. So how long ago was it? 1996? 1996. It was the World Triathlon Champs in Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. Was that cool? Uh, well, it was, I don't know if I've told the story. It's a funny story. Though. It was related to the drafting question we had before. Go then. Foolproof method for getting people off your wheel, riding along, and we were on some highway. Oh, no, I think you've done this. Yeah, I have. You moved and they hit something. Some guy hit me. So, yeah. So it was great. But I went on to the triathlon. I was trying to think of any results I might be able to find out there that were a little bit old. I went on to triathlon.org, which is the ITU site, and they had the 96 World Champs results. I didn't have a great race. I had an okay. And it does look like I nearly came last, but they only put. The t- <laughs> oh, here we go. They, I'm only hearing excuses. They only put the t- top 25 in the results. Uh, there was about 100, and I think I got about. 25th or something like that oh here um, we go so if you're going on the front page you've got an interesting article because they have their stories and kind of like a dig type thing and uh, that's crap. two experts saying that women may overtake men in running that's rubbish I think it's true it is not uh, if women's running performance continues to improve at the rate which has been soared since the 1920s the top women running will still be running as swiftly as the best men and may even outrun them someday to physiologists say that's rubbish. I think potentially... Hey, mate, are you a physiologist? I'm not. I say potentially... What the, are you basing your theory on? Potentially at the ultra, ultra long distance race. Oh, there's Peter Snell on there. See? Yeah, well, there I'm, you go. I'm actually reading Peter Snell's book at the moment. Oh, no, he's saying, well, I wonder why they're even bothering to do this. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's my... my uh, I agree my, that there, there's a way to get... Yeah, well, yeah okay, so... So honestly, if you look at... I, I, oh. Let me read that. I want to see what old Peter had to say. Peter is a four-time Olympic medalist. He won the, the 800, 1500-meter double in Rome and Tokyo Olympics. Yeah. And he was hit the world record New Zealand, uh, New Zealand. Okay, but if current progressions continue, the consequences that men and women might run equivalent speeds in the next century. Oh, no, what's Peter Snell saying? I, I agree that there's a way to go and uh, yet in women's performance, but if they're suggesting that women will approach the men, that's ludicrous. Wow. 
It's from Peter Snell. If Peter Snell says that, I'll go with that. Peter Snell is a great man, isn't he? Like Not just a great athlete, a great man. Oh, you read his book, he's, it's very interesting. He's, really? Um, it's a good read? It's a good read. The first half, it's divided into two halves. The first half of the book is solely about his uh, athletic performance. performance. Yeah. And there's a lot of times and a lot of racing stuff. So yeah. I think for athletes, I'd find it quite interesting. And I'm about halfway through the second half of the book, which is all to do with his scientific <laughs> side of things. Because when he finished being an athlete, yeah, he, he went to the States and, and he's uh, become a scientist. So it was a great interview of him on the radio well, last year, I think. And uh, to, uh, talking to him, because he's probably in his 70s now. I think he's 72, something yeah, like that. Yeah, and uh, still a fit-looking man for 70, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting, talk, you know, this guy was the best athlete in the world as a runner. And um, it's interesting talking to him about having to give up on fitness and how your body, you know, you have to accept that and, and how you adapt to that. It was, I wish you I think it's not out there and it's a pity because it's great listen we've got a lot more longevity though as triathletes as opposed to runners I think oh because running's so hard on the body isn't it but anyway back to athletes Um, great site keep all your results in one place and just one thing they do have the gear entry so on the front page go to gear entries and you can actually get some opinion on gear that's where there's going to be some exciting developments oh back it up see I'm just like a mind reader yeah wait, wait for that till next week but get all your results up there keep them in one place you know what John you feel like a coffee, do you? No, well, I do. No, I do actually. It's only bloody seven in the morning. I love coffees of Hawaii, and you know why I love coffees of Hawaii? Because they're not just night. Like, they just don't. You know, they don't talk the talk. They walk, walk the walk. walk. The coffees of Hawaii wins an Iron Magazine award. They made the list of a hundred leading responsible tourism companies. Number thirty-six on the list. Not bad for a small coffee plantation. Yeah. That's pretty bloody fantastic for us. It's all good. They look after us, they look after you listeners, and they look after the planet. And they make great bloody coffee. Look at yeah. that. Mm. The Island Magazine, that's a pretty good picture, isn't it? Mm. Mm. It's all good. Mm. And the other thing that's happening in Coffees of Wife, uh, if you go on there... Do you want to see that one? Yeah. You I watched go, it. Yeah, I had to watch of it too. Yeah. You can go on there. They also sponsor the Maui to Molokai... Um, canoe race and there's some pretty uh, amazing footage there they've got a little bit of a YouTube video I was, link yeah, I was and looking at their backs you miss oh. yeah, they, they basically go from, from an island to another island uh, from, from Maui to Molokai and uh, big seas man yeah <laughs> they go, it's, I don't know how long the race was but it's they get uh, killed arms eh? oh yeah and you can have little changeovers and stuff you've got your little boat yeah. and you jump out of the boat and you jump back in so mm. They're not only supporting triathlon, they're supporting other sporting events and they're supporting the planet and we're going to hear a lot more about them uh, when it comes around to epic camp time because Albinator's coming out. No, it's, uh, see, did you see Mark? Yeah, Mark yeah. Pietrofest is coming now as Was well. Was it going to come and uh, all the banter, because we have this um, little kind of epic camp group on Yahoo and... Uh, and Mark wasn't going to come, and there's been all this banter. I put a bit of smack talk out, didn't I? Yeah. I've been talking down the swim. Didn't, didn't want to do any swimming. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean, be swimming? No, I didn't want, I don't mind doing swimming. I just don't think the bitch should get me points for swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Swimming's like, you know, it's not that important. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. And so, uh, but Mark then changed his mind. He's coming to Epic. Coming to Epic Camp. <laughs> good times but anyway for all your coffee needs you just go to coffeesofwai.com and it's a good time of year for those people in the winter months oh yeah good cup of coffee in the morning oh, to kick yeah. start yeah good times what else do we got to say John's coaching website coachjohnnewson.com <laughs> you have to think about it blank look on his face yeah. email questions to ironmantalk at gmail.com um, do you want me to tell my, I'll tell my story now Wait a second, I'm trying okay. to think of the things we do. Anything Email else we, do? And we need some more age groupers of the week, we need some more websites of the week, and if you want to do a high five, we... Yeah, We've got a couple more high fives backed up, haven't we? Because we haven't kept it one, a funny oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got her one, yeah. 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 
so any content you can provide we'll be gratefully appreciate any gossip you hear any little snippets of news we do love we do love the gossip it's all good okay wait a second tell me your story John wait a second what have you been up to John well if we do recall from the last live episode we did I was I got the interruption with my new car that arrived oh okay yeah Yeah, so good times love the new car tow bar put on you've gone up a level got the full service done spent like 350 bucks to make sure it's good that's right it's all good Get in the car, driving up to Kaitiri, it's about uh, five and a half hours away. We're about 45 minutes out from where we're going. Oh no. Car breaks down. Oh no. <laughs> I don't believe it. Oh, AA, that hurts. AA have to come out and uh, pick up the car, take it, and then they're What's looking at it and they're going, oh, this isn't good. This <laughs> oh, isn't no. good. And I'm like, oh, jeez, the transmission, there's nothing wrong with the transmission. So I was thinking, this is going to be several thousands, thousands of dollars. Thousands. Oh, great. You got a bargain, didn't you? <laughs> got a bargain. Something great. So I've got to, somehow I've got to get back to Christchurch and get the other car to come up because he said, oh, we're not going to be able to do this within a week or so. And we had to get back to Christchurch. So. so do you have to come back all the way to Christchurch? So decided, right, let's make a positive out of this. I'm going to make something. You're going to bike uh, to Christchurch. And so my father in law dropped me about 80Ks up the road from where we were staying. And I thought, and I rang up my father and said, right, Dad, you're coming 80Ks from the other end and I'm biking. How far are you biking? And uh, I was going to do 300 kilometres. Wow, game on, Tampon. So game on, did it. First hour. Average 23 kilometres an hour. Oh, you were smacking it. I was just like, oh, this can't be happening. And as, as I found out, well, I looked down at my altimeter and I was actually doing quite a bit of climbing. Yeah. Got into a rhythm after that. Two th- probably just over about 100 and, uh, 160k into the ride. Just pulled over, so it's like rolling my tyre. Garage calls up. Oh, we managed to fix your car. <laughs> Sensational. <laughs> so great. Uh, so I turned around, <laughs> rode back, and uh, got my 300k in. Nice. And I uh, actually did 307 kilometres in one wow, day that's, solo. That's that's pretty good effort. So my biggest ride's been three and a half hours. I think it did like maybe 130. Yeah. So I was. Uh, it was a new Newsome record. Wow. I was pretty happy about that. Nice. That's about it. Were you pretty angry? I wasn't angry. The ride went well. I nearly averaged about 30k an hour. Did probably about two well, and a half. Yourself. That's two, pretty good. Two and a half thousand meters of climbing. It was some pretty pretty hefty climbing. Luckily, the 30k the, you did that much climbing. The the the, the call came just as I was about to hit the Lewis Pass. Uh, so I was like, damn it, I'm not going to have to go over that pass. Nice, good times. But that was all good. Did you have a good New Year's? Uh, I was in bed by 10 o'clock on New Year's. You're in bed, but that's disappointing, mate. Yeah. You've got at least up to 12 to have a pash. That's what happens with kitties around the house. We maximise our sleep when we can. Really. What about you? Oh, wow. New Year's. I, so I went up to Nelson. We went camping and I uh, had a great time camping. We took some friends up and it was just good times every day. And then New Year's Eve, we went to see uh, two New Zealand bands, one called Alamina, or three New Zealand, one called Atlas, one called Alamina P, and one called The Feelers. So I'm going across Ruwaka. Yeah, I went to oh, Ruwaka. Linda's parents were there. Were they? Yep. What were they doing there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they thought I'd go and rock it with The Feelers. Did they like it? They said they were the oldest ones there. But yeah, it well, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a bit of a party animal. I don't drink, but I tell you what, when it comes to partying, I know how to let it loose. And comes to 12 o'clock, because I'm a single man, you're guaranteed the pash, aren't you? You think so. You think so. So, um, and, and the problem is, when you're a hardcore mosher like I am, it's only really guys around you. So there was oh one girl. Oh, and so, What's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't okay. a guy. Okay, okay. And so there was one girl around me, and she was, admittedly, she was pretty hot, so I was loving it. So moving in, positioning it, so I'm right next to her at 12 o'clock. Guaranteed pash. 
So the old, the old 10, 9, 8, 10, you know. The problem is as well is that the band counted down because what you can do is, that for the, remember this for next year, guys, is if you're at a party, you can do the countdown more than once okay. so you get more than one pash. Get what I mean? So yeah. you go 10, 9, 8, your pash, and you move somewhere else yeah. in the room. 10, 9, 8, you can end up getting like 10 pashes. It's great. Right. So went to 10, 9, 8, Turn to the girl. Wait. Bevan has been lying for a while. He's not actually uh, 30 years of age. <laughs> He's actually 16. <laughs> hey, but when you're single, this is the world on. you live in. So, went for the pash, turn in for the pash. She looked at me. I went for the pash. She Put turned her, her cheek towards me, kissed her. On, I only got the kiss on the cheek. She turned, pashed her boyfriend next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I ran pretty quick. Yeah, 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 I was out of there because I looked like a right dork yeah. so I didn't get you didn't pish. look like a right dork no I didn't because you were a right dork no well <laughs> so then I, up, I, no, I didn't got no pish no, broke my heart because that's like your guaranteed pish for the year and then I was at this party <laughs> no it's okay <laughs> let's not go there <laughs> oh, I had a great New Year's but I've had Good. a great summer you it's ready been, for Epic Camp no not ready yet I've got three more weeks is it uh, yep three, three weeks. weeks three weeks of pretty tough training in front of me and then because uh, uh, like last year I was so fit this year like I haven't even swam yet. It's going to be a tough, tough opening three days, I can tell you that. Really? Yep. Game on? Game on. I'm just going to be sitting in the back, just sitting, ticking over. I'll be sitting on the... Del Campo will be sitting on the front firing it up. Yep, that's good. Del Campo, you better smack the crap out of it. We've got one female coming on the camp. Oh, really? Who? She's uh, Tara Norton, 11th at Hawaii last year. She'll be oh, really? smacking it out with a few people. She's single? Mm, don't know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Nothing like that happens on Epic Camp. You're too tired. I need to catch up with Hillary. Hillary's in town. Yeah, sorry the other day. Oh, oh did you? I haven't seen her yet. I need to email her. Okay, anyway, um, anything else? No, just send all your content in, please. We need content. We need more. It's that time of the year. We need content. <laughs> we need content. We should check up a couple of interviews. Anyway. Yeah. I'm Rust. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia, Kia kaha. kaha.